Welcome to Inferences, and I'm Paul Rienzo, sharing small thoughts about big truths. Growing up, I was raised in a family with about seven boys and one girl. And you say about, I mean, you should know what it is, the number is, but you know, you had that many kids moving around at the same time. I, even my mom had a hard time keeping track of us. But um, I'd, I'm a baby boomer by birth. Um, I was born before 1964, and I was raised by a World War II veteran. So there was no uh, shortage of a male perspective of what life was supposed to be like. Um, I, I can say that I was firmly trained in the arts of chauvinism. Um, misogyny was not something that we were taught. Uh, my dad was respectful of women and um, of women's rights. But I think there was definitely a bent in our family. Uh, I'm not even sure how we would have avoided it. But there really was a bent towards chauvinism. And I remember having an argument with my wife about whether or not men or women would be better in space program. And I would say up until like the last five years, she, uh, I, I really believed that men were better qualified for space travel. I just thought we were able to do certain things or... The, our physical strength of our bodies and all these. And I had no real science to back this up. So you, you got to give me a little space that I discovered that I was a chauvinist um, and I'm kind of journeying out of that. But everybody has a bias or a starting point. And, um, but being the father of three girls began this journey for me as well, for me to discover value in them. I realized that they weren't just born and raised by God to uh, just be there for men. Um, that leadership and intelligence and uh, uh, purpose and meaning and all that stuff were things that were supposed to be endued within them just as much as any guy. But so I've been on this journey and realized, oh, back to the space program. It was really interesting when I discovered that there was a parallel program um, during the early space program that women were involved in. And it turned out that women were actually better suited for space travel than men were. But it just turned out that it was going to be an all-boys club type of thing up at NASA, and that's the way things went. But if you were my age, you grew up seeing that only men did did these kinds of things. And um so that's kind of my starting point, but I've been in this journey of discovering. Well, I had an opportunity to speak with a, a good friend of mine that I've met over the last couple of years, and she's a powerful woman, intelligent woman, involved in the legal process, uh, somebody that works for a nonprofit to help uh, preserve the environment. Um, so she's a really go-get-it kind of individual. And and so I was having a conversation with her, and we have a mutual respect, and I... I I'm not shy about talking about where I've come from, about what my predispositions are. And I'm aware of those predispositions. I think everybody needs to realize that we start with a bias in our head as we look at an issue, a subject, a belief, whatever it is. And so uh, we were talking and we have mutual respect for each other. And and so I, I wanted to ask her some questions. I'd share with her my chauvinistic roots and uh, she asked me what changed my mind upon it and, and and I told her well my relationship with Christ changed it as I began to see that how God God in Christ uh, interacted with women 
how the cross was not uh, gender-specific, that God had created us in his image, male and female, that each gender um, had its own way of expressing the divine uh, makeup of God. So God used kind of a binary system, uh, also a binary system interacting with itself, with with uh, amongst itself to kind of reflect uh, the kind of like the man and wife relationship. But and so I was asking her if she was a feminist, and she was, and uh, she told me about um, feminism and all, and 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 I, I wanted to learn more about it because I can understand how somebody gets there, and I can also see the elements of my background that would have push somebody towards fighting for the rights of women in equality. Um, so I, I, I totally get it, though there is a limitation to how much I can get. I can always say that I, uh, I get a person, but you really can't totally get a person. I mean, I mean, even God in Christ, I mean, I get Jesus, but let's be honest, I don't get everything that Jesus is. I mean, there's a limitation of of personality, a limitation of being in the other person's head where you really don't know everything about their journey and how they got there. It doesn't it doesn't mean that perfect's that person's imperfect. It's just we just don't have a way of communicating that to each other at this particular point. So so I want I so I wanted to talk to her a little bit and I, and I wanted to talk about the abortion issue. Um and I and I wanted to ask her how she uh, supported that and how did she get there and and how she felt about partial birth abortion and uh, and so we had this really interesting dialogue and and we came to the conclusion that she was against the idea of child children being killed while they're in the process of being born and and as I could began to talk to different you know trimesters it was she as a mother understood that yeah you know third trimester stuff it really seems kind of uh, almost uh, barbaric. Um, and so she asked me, well, then where do you want the point to be? And, and so I said, well, I, I don't expect any woman to have a child uh, as a result of a crime, whether the crime of a, within a family or outside of a family. I, I don't have the right to demand that of any person. But I, I said, well, why don't we let science decide? Um, so let's go, what does science say about brain activity and heart activity? Let's, let's kind of use those as the general indicators. Um, and she agreed with that. And so, and I don't know exactly what that number is. I don't know if it's eight weeks or whatever. And, and and first of all, now, if you're out there and you're an anti-abortionist, you may be saying I'm giving away too much. Um, you know, I, I think we got to come up with some sort of agreement. I mean, if I can... Uh, have an idea that's that can save a large portion of, of children that are unborn. I, I think there's some win in that. I think the problem with both sides is that we can't make a concession on something. Um, I'm not saying that the resulting decision that we come up with will be the exactly right one, but could it be better uh, than what we've got right now? So we, we kind of talked a little bit about it and... Um, so one of the things I, I brought up, and I thought it was an interesting idea, and I was kind of hearing it out of my own mouth for the first time. You know, you get an idea that I didn't really think this through, but, you know, after you hear it, you're like, dang, you know, um, that really is an interesting thing. And I, I told her I was really interested that, that abortion was such a, a feminist-related or linked idea. It's hard to find a feminist that's not involved with it. Um 
And, and my point was, is that as I understood the masculine and particularly the distorted masculine, which finds itself in chauvinism and then all the way into misogyny, um, I think I begin to see destructive work in the masculine. Uh, I see it being violent when not, again, not a wholesome masculine, not the God-ordained masculine. But when I see the distorted masculine, I think we see it tend to move towards violence. I think we find it moving towards destructiveness. Um, I think when we look at the feminine, uh, as God has intended, I think we find it um, as life-giving. Um, I think we see it as nurturing. I, I think we see all those wonderful qualities. Again, I'm not locking that all women are nurturing, uh, life-giving, and that all men are destructive in any kind of way. I'm, uh, but in generalization, that we see the idea of nurturing, and I think we don't get that just from Scripture. I think we get that from biology as well, in the animal kingdom, as well as the, in human nature. Um, but my question to her was, I, I just don't understand feminism because if it is the elevation of this, of the feminine, that it seems that the destruction of life is a highly masculine action. I mean, so much so, I, 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 and I, let me rephrase that, I see it as a, a highly chauvinist act and even misogynist act in the sense of it is not the celebration of the feminine. It is actually an act that resembles and echoes the worst that we hate about the masculine. And so my point to her was is that it seems that in this act of, of abortion that it is not a celebration of the rights of feminism, but it is rather the very affirmation of what feminism hates. It was just a thought. Uh, it was a thought that made her think. Um, but I, I think we need to think things out like this and, and have conversations with one another. I really applauded her. I mean, we both had a great conversation even though we were on opposite sides of this. And I think that kind of intellectual tolerance without allowing emotion to derail it is exactly the kind of thing that we need to have in order to move forward as a society. Thank you.